We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Inspired by the presence of Captain Jack Youngblood, playing in pain with his broken leg. A savage ram defense. They hand it to Steven. Great jump cut. 45 feet. There's a whole burst to it. 20. Nice steps to tackle. Runs left. 25 still to feet. 10. 46 yard goal by number 39. Running back, number 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker. A high school quarterback. He's got a throw. The fake is on. He's got a first down to Stephen Bailey. Mike Jones made the tackle. And the Rams have won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Rams Talk Radio with Derek C. Apollo and Michael Stewart. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek C. Apollo with my co-host, my partner in crime, former L.A. Rams defensive back Michael Stewart. Mike, we're back just before school starts. Back tomorrow. Tomorrow's a big day for us. The Rams are the first preseason game this weekend. Life is Getting moving again. How you doing? Man, I'm doing well, man. Just uh, get through these uh, meetings, teachers meetings the last couple days and practicing and getting ready for a good game. Uh, We got to go down south, play Los Alamitos down there in the Orange County area. So should be a good game. And uh, we'll see what we actually have after our scrimmage last week. But, man, excited about school. Well, maybe not so much excited about school. School, that means homework, <laughs> grading papers, stuff like that. But uh, real excited to, you know, just kind of get back in the swing of things. How about you, my man? I, You know, I don't know how to feel about it. I am kind of, I, I think I'm a little bit bummed in a lot of ways. Just kind of seeing the summer go so quickly. And it wasn't a summer that to me was as fruitful as I wanted to be. You know, the world outside too is is bananas and nothing really seems right yet. Like the 
You had a summer? What is that? I mean, that's what I'm, my, my, my point. Like, that was a summer? That was a summer? I'm like, um, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, note to self It's so next funny year. because technically I'm considered a 10-month employee, and I go, okay, but I work 12 months a year. There's no taking off for the summer. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, that's what blows my like, mind is, is when you hear people tell you, well, you only work six months out of the year. And I'm like, you have no idea. None. You, you, you could take your, your political narratives out of, it, out of it if you want. You can take all of your hot garbage out of it, okay? Here's the truth. Teachers do work 12 months of the year. Well, wait, you're at summer. And I'm spending the entire summer planning for the next school year. And school right. starts, and I'm, doing, I'm grading every night. You know, these are 12-hour days. So yes. the thing with you, you're working all these crazy hours and all this crazy stuff, all the drama that comes to teaching during the school year and what mental recovering you do from, you know, during your summer, you're also spending that time planning your stuff for the next year. So, you know, I, I just kind of laugh at those who, who say you only work six months a year. You only work eight months a year, dude. Well, I would be yeah. fine with that. If we were making like six, seven, eight hundred grand a year. Hey man. Yeah, <laughs> this is gravy. But Man, I'm trying to figure out how these things are adding up at the Stewart household. But anyway, not really complaining, complaining, just saying, you know, speaking facts, a little truth over here. Uh, but yeah, you, you're working, you're, you're grinding, you're pre- prepping. And, and as you had noted, going from online to now back in the classroom, but we're still going to be kind of splitting both. So in the sense of if, you know, a kid gets out on a 10-day, 14-day COVID uh, situation, oh, well, you guys can still go online and, and get your homework. Or, you know, you got to put together a homework packet, email. And I go, that's extra work. But mm-hmm. anyway, uh, hopefully we don't have too much time out on any of these time things and, and things just kind of work themselves out pretty quickly. I hope. Yeah. And, and for us, what we have to kind of plan for now is the unexpected. We have no idea how our students are going to respond. You know, let, let's be honest. Last year, we were just trying to get these kids through. We're trying, we're trying to give them some sense of normalcy in a world that was not normal. and. There's a price you pay for that. The price you pay for that is going to be these kids are going to have different expectations. They're going to have different views of the world. They, in many cases, weren't expected to do the same amount of work or even the quality of work that they normally would have been expected in a regular year just because they're just trying to get them through it. And on the flip side, that the mental aspect of for these kids who were in a mask all year, who were at the social distance, still have to do it. They're kids. They're not, kids aren't really meant to do that. So you have to come back and, and figure out, again, if we think we're out of the woods, we're not. And so that's what all the challenges coming in for this year. And I'm not, I'm not going to know until I walk in the building tomorrow if I'm ready for that or not. We'll find out. If I run away crying and screaming, then we'll know I wasn't ready. But I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I will be fine. Yes, indeed. Absolutely, man. So, as you know, I'm sure you're trying to get, you know, classrooms set up and at least I don't know how much, you know, they're we're kind of doing breaking in slowly since it's Wednesday so that we got this little uh 
mapping we're going to follow. Hey, on Wednesday, we're going to talk about this Tuesday. And it's kind of geared to get to know the kids. I mean, I do that anyway, even past these three days, because I just put a little more time, hopefully mm-hmm. build a little more relationship on the front end, helps you on the back end. But you're absolutely right, man. What to expect? Our kids going to expect it. Hey, man, I don't really have homework every night. Uh, and the amount is definitely going to increase or maybe not, you know, and then we got this eight ball, this not eight ball, but we got this wild card that's out there that what if they decide it gets so crazy shut down again? So, I mean, I don't think that's going to happen, but they're just, there are a lot of unknowns. Yeah. I don't think it'll happen. I think, I think people have had enough. Uh, at some point, you have to decide, and this is everybody's, you and I, we've talked about this offline a little bit. At some point, you kind of have to decide what's your level of risk. And society has to do as well. Like you, as individuals, what's your level of risk? This, this isn't going away immediately. So what's your level of risk going out? What are you willing to go out there and go for? And parents have to decide that. Kids have to decide that. Every day we have to decide that. So I'm very interested in, and there's going to be a lot of people watching. How about, how's that? We're going to see a lot of people watching going on and see how yeah, people yeah. react as we enter this new school year. But this is not a Teaching in America <laughs> 2021 podcast. This is a Los Angeles Rams podcast. Good to get some, get some stuff out of the way there. The Rams lost their first game before fans. This was a preseason game against the Crosstown or Cross, however you want to call them, the Los Angeles Chargers. They lose 13-6. to If Just right away, Mike. What are three key thoughts you have about this game, having gotten to watch the whole thing through? Having gotten to watch the whole game through, uh, you got a lot of young players that seem making plays. Uh, Lawler looks like he's ready to rock and roll coming back off the injury. (laughs) My man out of Fresno State, Juju Smith, was throwing it up in there on some things. So I'm like, hmm, this would... uh, Coach Williams was saying, keep an eye on him, Stu. So, yes, man. Uh, And then overall, I think they found, you know, their third quarterback in Bryce Perkins. I know they got a few more uh, things, but it looks like he has that combination, uh, escapability, extend the play. But he looked like he was really trying to force himself just to make throws, go through his reads, different things like that, so it doesn't get look like, oh, man, see, this is the guy that's running. But it looks like overall, man, we got some solid things, but you, you just hate to lose to the cross-locker-room team. <laughs> that's what I'm going to call them, the cross-locker-room the team, uh, both of them so-called home stadiums. Uh, so I'm excited in that. I'm disappointed, though. I I get the theory of not playing certain guys, but I I just think you got to get some ring rust off and and this whole idea of sitting guys the whole preseason. I I just don't see how that's going to be positive. Haven't we seen that before? And didn't we see how that turned out? Right. I mean, am I wrong about that, by the way? It seems almost controversial to say the question McVay here, but Mike, we literally saw them sit the offensive line for yes. the 2019 season, and that became yes. a train wreck of an offensive line for the season. Yes. 
Yes. And so do you want these guys to be playing four quarters? No. But, man, let them get in there, get some snaps against other guys uh, at a higher level. I know they have these combined practices with different teams and things like that. But from what I could see from the Rams when they were out and the Cowboys, it looks like they were just maybe in helmets and shells, as we say. So to try to maybe make sure there's no full contact stuff going on maybe that was it or you know i don't know if they practice one day or two days you know they're pretty close together but at the same time i I just think you got to get some ring rust off you know matthew and all those guys yeah they're veterans but this game is about timing and about hey i'm learning a guy yeah you can learn a lot and practice to a degree but the thing is in practice you're getting through because you're not trying to take your own guys out. When you're playing someone else, now you're getting the full complement of what they're trying to do. Yeah, they're going to try to tackle you. Hmm. And they're not going to quick whistle because we're at practice and, yeah, I don't want to take out my own guy. So in a game, you got to be able to adjust to the rhythm, the speed, you know, and even just the hits and get your body used to making those plays. You know, if I'm a receiver in traffic, a back, you know, running up in there, uh, defensive guys, you got to come up and tackle people. So, yeah, I'm just, I don't know, man. Well, that's one of the key things that always has me concerned about their decision making. And, and again, they've earned a lot of latitude over the years because, I mean, this is the team that's had, what, four winning seasons in a row? You kind of earn something when you've heard had four win seasons in a row, three playoff appearances, a you know, a couple division titles, a Super Bowl appearance. I get all that. I'm just sitting there thinking, um, hmm, this is basically a redone offensive line with a new quarterback again. Redone because they're, they're still figuring who the center is for crying out loud. You, you've let some people go, right? You're getting you, you've let you know. You got some receivers who are new. You have a lot of people who are new. People are getting new roles. Uh, see them in action. And we also have a lot of new coaches. Uh, this, is a, this is a pretty new team. Yes. I mean, overall, not there are a lot of guys who have been there for a long time. What we're talking about in terms of front office coaching staff, quarterback, some offensive linemen, some guys in defense, I mean, receivers. There are a lot of changes that took place, and a lot of that took place in terms of just to cut some cost to be able to fit everybody on this roster. That's my concern, Mike, is that I just want to see them play a little bit. I'm not talking about even a full quarter. Let's see how these guys stack up just a little bit. Tiny bit. Right. I mean, if you if you get a series, maybe two series, right? I mean... That's going to be dependent on, you know, you go three and out or you go a six-play series or whatever. But, you know, man, get you 10 or so plays in there and, and, yeah, call it a day. But you need to see that. I just don't, you know, I wouldn't want to do it as far as, I mean, I remember coming in after camp and, you know, coming in on like that, whatever it was, Saturday, Sunday practice that week and then going to play Buffalo on, you know, basically three, four days practice. And as much as I kept in shape, it still took three more games to kind of feel like I was now playing at the level you need to play in the NFL. The first couple of weeks, you're trying to 
get your game conditioning up, get your timing, you know, and you still got to, you still have to have certain things where you're gelling with your teammates. You get a new corner, you get a new safety or whatever in, in nickel packages and those types of things. And you get a new special team coach or whatever, those things, you know, finding out where your strengths are and those types of things. So I, I just feel like you have to get a certain amount of work in and it comes in the preseason because they have even less time with practice now. Mm-hmm. You can't really do double days. You you know, you can't all the stuff that, that someone we we were able to do or had to do, uh, they don't do that. So you have a lot more limit. There's a lot more limits on, you know, how many reps you can actually do, even in practice. And that's a key thing is that, you know, practice. What are you doing for practice? What are you doing on the field? Words just all come together. Right now, you're only kind of seeing half of it. And you get, maybe I'm being a little paranoid with all this. Maybe I'm being a little, you know, overdone it. But, yes, I'm concerned. Very concerned. All right, folks. Well, I don't... I don't I don't think you are in the sense when you kind of start looking at the stat line, if you have your quarterback leading and rushing kind of on scrambles, okay, that's a little not positive. <laughs> so that's where you have to get that work. You got to get your running backs going so that you can actually get the passing game going. So yeah, there's a lot of good stuff to talk about. I want to hear what you got to say about that. Okay, so before getting everything else, we have a new partnership with Thrive Fantasy. Come prop up with Thrive Fantasy this football season. It's a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. So what this means is with Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 out of the 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each one to assign a fantasy value for both over and under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props, rack up the most points, and then you win your share of the prize pool. Thrive is over $140,000 guaranteed in prizes for NFL's week one already and has awarded over $4 million. Thrive featured $100,000. That's right, dollars guarantee contest, and it's $20 to enter, and first place takes home $20K. So how do you do this? How do you get involved? And how does it help us out? Go to thrivefancy.com. Use the promo code TALKRAMS and you'll receive a 100% sorry, 100% instant first deposit match up to $100. You can download the Thrive Fancy on the App Store or the Play Store or by visiting their website at thrivefancy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Use the promo code TALKRAMS. One more time, TALKRAMS. All right, so... Couple more things. Want to give our regular blue wire ad guys their shots. Here you go. Check them out. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, Mike, what were some other concerns for you? And good things, by the way. We're not going to be negative Nancy's here and, and look at all the negatives here. We want a full view of the game. What were some other things you noticed, both good and bad, about this game? Well, a bad thing is you start the game off, and again, you're playing with new players, a lot of your reserve players, but uh, I believe they had like a 15-play drive opening up the game. You know, they, as they say, they bowed their neck and only ended up giving up, I believe it was a field goal. In that first, yeah, a field goal. Uh, but it was like, okay, we got to get off the field a little bit better than that. Okay, you hold them to a field goal. Nice. Come back. Uh, Bryce Perkins drives him down, scores a touchdown, up 6-3. Cool. End of the game. We're down 13-6. Okay, win or lose. My question becomes, or a little bit of concern, Okay, Sean McVay, when are you going to start beating these guys who've been on your staff? You know what I mean? So you can go, oh, it's a preseason. But again, if this is supposed to be technically Stan Kroenke, Ram Stadium, all right, Chargers, we're going to let you rent some space here, then you, you can't really lose to them preseason practice scrimmage. We can't be losing to the the guy that's across the locker room. You know what I mean? So that's just kind of interesting. Like, okay, what what do these guys have on Sean McVay? Uh, because the Charger defense, you know, they were hitting guys and, you know, they were making some plays in there. So that's a little concerning. Like, you're talking about, well, we're going to be the team of L.A. Well, you have to show it even though it's a first-time preseason. So I was a little little let down, I guess, that we didn't take a little more pride in. This is our home stadium. We're not going to let some Thunderbolt Lightning guys beat us. So that was something uh, just overall like, hmm, who has a mental edge if you get down the road? Uh, playoffs, those type of thing. Yeah, uh, mentor, I can beat you anytime. I'm a defensive guy, and I know how to stop you. So that's concerning. Uh, some bright spots, though. I mean, it looks like this 2-2 Atwell guy is a real deal. That dude is fast, but, man, that guy is not – he doesn't have a lot of size, so he took some hits, too. So, but I mean, Is that, that a good thing or a bad thing run. that he could take the hits, or he's for real, or both? Well, it's a little of both. But I think, uh, you know, me and my boys were talking about he'll learn to be a little more elusive that I don't have to take 
the extra hits when, you know, I'm trying to get extra yards. You know, sometimes you just got to go ahead and go out of bounds or go ahead and go down. Uh, but that dude got some real speed. And then the other returner did an outstanding job, too. Uh, Raymond Calais, I think it is. Calise. And so you, you or uh, Jeremiah Hadel, two for 38, 19 average. So those guys, it, it looks like they got guys that can return the ball. Uh, again, we need to shore up a little bit on the O-line. It looked like there were some breakdowns, obviously, first game. But Justin Lawler looks like the real deal. Uh, Juju Hughes, again, he led the team in eight tackles, three solos. Uh, guy out of Fresno State by way of Hanford. But he was hitting some people. So you've got some guys that are flying around. Uh, Jake Gervais, they've moved him down in the box. That's going to be interesting to see if he's able to make the transition to linebacker. But I would imagine they're going to be using him more maybe like dime packages type, type things. I don't know. They want him to be that every down linebacker. But nevertheless, hey, man, you get a spot where you can. So those are just kind of a few of the things that just stuck out when I just looked right at it. Uh, and one of the big things is just team camaraderie. The guys, the Rams, Jalen Ramsey, the Staffords, you know, all those guys are really cheering those guys on, watching the game. They weren't just somewhere just sitting around. They were literally standing up pretty much the whole game, watching guys make plays, cheering them on. So that is so nice to see when you do have, you know, a number of new coaches. So they've done a great job of mm-hmm. look like they're building a real team. Look right being the key word here. They're on the path. On the path. Yes, sir. Was there anything that you liked that they did defensively, at least in terms of how they played the game? I know they're showing a lot playbook-wise. And I know this is more about getting guys who may make the roster playing time get a look at them. But was there anything you saw from Raheem Morris that made you happy? Well, I think what I saw is a guy coming in and being able to get some guys to get going. And then when you're playing with a lot of newer young guys in this type of situation, again, the score is 13-6. So it wasn't like they were just giving up oodles of points and yards. They were playing solid defense. And so uh, that's really good to see, and you only expect that to grow. And so looking at these guys that were playing, you know, you can tell guys are looking, as we say at our school, hey, man, are you looking to get a job or get fired? <laughs> so a lot of those guys are flying around looking like they want to get a job. So uh, Jonah Williams, you know, had a sack. Eric Banks had a sack. So there were some times they put some real pressure on the quarterback. Uh, so all those things are bonuses and pluses, again, when you're not technically playing uh, your starters. And maybe that's yeah, – I'm still – a little feisty with no no starters. I get it. No starters. I'll get over. Um, <laughs> offensively, Bryce Perkins. What'd you think of him? 
Well, I think he he's going to get even better. It's interesting him along with one of the receivers, JJ Koski, I believe, is from Cal Poly, and it's kind of like, okay, well, where'd this kind of go? I didn't hear him breaking records over there, but somehow he's in camp and and making plays, and that's how you can get on a team. But these guys were able to stick around through the COVID, so they learned as much as they could. Now they get a chance in these games to actually go out there and uh, we get to see what they can actually do. I think Bryce, though he said he wasn't nervous and this and that, Bryce, this is your chance to actually be the third quarterback. Just say, yeah, man, I had butterflies early on and I got over them. But play with a lot of poise. And what you're looking for at that position is making the right decisions. And so he he did that a lot of times. There was a play that he he eventually ran, uh, but he had a guy open. But it's hard to say because it looked like maybe he might have been blocked a little bit by the tackle or DN that was coming rushing, and maybe he didn't see it. Obviously, we play it back in slow motion, like oh, well, there's a guy wide open right there. So I think overall uh, he did very well. Uh, Devlin Hodges didn't seem he was taking sacks and some things like that. And it's like, well, actually didn't have him down for sacks. So, I mean, he was getting rid of the ball, but technically sack quarterback rating is like 47. So it kind of speaks for that. But it looked like they were giving him or he ended up, I don't know, seemed like he had a little lot more snaps, but uh didn't show much, so I don't know how they're going to rotate it next week if some of the starters will play, and then, you know, uh, we go from there. But I think overall, I would give Bryce Perkins a C plus, well, probably B minus, B minus, B minus. And Hodges? Hodges, I'm probably giving him a C minus. Uh, yeah, he just didn't look like. What you want in your quarterback or what I want in a quarterback is a guy who's kind of poised and gets people going. He just looked like he was just kind of in there running the offense, but it wasn't like he was getting them going by his play or what he was doing. Now, guys have different personalities. I get that. But this is, again, a pretty big game. First stadium, like real fans. All those kind of good things. You want to go out there and, and, as they say, give the fans a fan experience that they want to come back for. And so I don't know that he really did that. And, again, do you want to base everything off this one game? Not really. But he's a guy who started a number of games with the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers. And so you would think a little bit more of a veteran, if you will, uh, having had real playing time in the NFL, but just yeah, looked somewhat like he pedestrian. was awful there. He was well, awful there. My thing is, you, you could be awful, but if the Rams bring you in, they brought you in some reason for some reason to hopefully, oh, something they know about you or something that now that spark, now this offense, maybe it's the offense you ran. Oh, we got a nice offense over here, nice offense over here. So. But I just saw a guy that just was real pedestrian and just 
you know, I don't know if you would say average, but again, a guy who's had real NFL game time experience, I would like to see that show up a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I would have liked to have seen some more, but here's the one thing we can't remember here is John Wolford is their number two. That's pretty much, we, we know that was going to be it. He's He didn't play in Mass Tavis. These guys are basically playing for a possible number three. Yes. Possible number three. The Rams have carried two quarterbacks, usually in the past, once in a while to carry three under McVay. So I don't, it, <laughs> I'm very curious to see how these guys pan out, how they, how they work out in camp, because, I mean, Wolford, he's been hurt. And then, of course, he had surgery. And Stafford has had some injuries in the past. I think his injury record is a bit overblown. But we have no idea how this offensive line even comes together. So you kind of want to make sure you have a decent third option if, if need be. Very curious. Well, you yes. And when you look at uh, Bryce Perkins, you know, went to Arizona, I believe it was, or Arizona State, broke his neck, uh, and then moved on to a junior college in Arizona, and then went on to, uh, where did he end up going? To uh, uh, Virginia. Won a lot of games, did a lot of good things. Now, what I look at is, well, what would the Rams see in him? A guy that's 6'3", can run and pass. We know Walford can run and scramble, and he'll be competitive, but if you have, quote-unquote, the same type of player, you're probably going to go with the six, three guy, all things being equal, just because you think like, well, that guy should be able to see a little bit more and things like that. So it'll be interesting to see if this Bryce Perkins makes the team keeps improving. Like it sounds like he has. And now maybe it becomes a fight for the number two job. I don't know. But one thing, uh, Akib Talib was saying on the the broadcast, he talked about Wolford and what he did and how he was just all business. And they showed him on the sideline, and he was dialed in as though he's getting ready to go in the game. So that's a guy is is gonna stay hungry. If you're gonna take something from him, you're gonna actually have to take it. So hearing that from a, a veteran like uh, Akib Talib. And the way he talked about how he was business and how competitive and, and somewhat poised and he just was able to get guys going, that says a lot about his ability to go in, kind of like we saw before he got injured last year, to go make plays. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see because, again, NFL, there's going to be some guys getting nicked up and you want to have a guy that can go in there and carry you until whoever your number one gets back. So who else made an impact on you in this game? Who, who else kind of, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, I like what this guy's going. Well, I don't know there was a whole lot because, again, it's, it's hard to say uh, how that kind of goes out. But uh, the Jacob Harris guy, former, I believe, soccer player or something, he looked really good. You know, at six five to eleven, and so you go, hmm, that's a guy with size. Played soccer, you know, he has good feet, uh, but he seemed to be real competitive. 
And so I think that's one of those steals that may show up very in very much in the near future as something like, why this wow, this guy can be a real player. So yeah, Mr. Jacob Harris did an outstanding job making some plays and they're, you know, trying to get him isolated on some plays down in the red zone. But, you know, I think everyone knew that they were going to try to throw to him. So they somewhat had him, you know, a little bit covered. But yeah, I think he has a real chance of being a guy that is going to, you know, make some noise. All right. So who didn't impress you? Who had you think going, oh my gosh, get this guy off the field? <laughs> be honest. I, don't, I don't know. I guess because, you know, what I'm looking at is it's preseason and you, you just want to see some guys go out there and compete. So I don't know if there was a guy that, you know, we go, oh man, he just stunk up the field and hey, get him out of here. Like, how's he even on the team? Uh, again, you know, and maybe I was a little bit more at the defensive side uh, this weekend. But what I did see is guys trying to get to the ball, get after it, and having a good time doing it. So it'll be interesting, again, to see what, see who stays on the team for the next preseason and maybe see a little bit more because reality is this is like everybody's first go out to shoot live bullets, you know, again, all these other situations. They're going to be uh, somewhat, you know, I don't want to say hell back, but you're you're not just, they're not allowing you to just go all out. So when you get in an actual game, you get to see a little bit more. So I, it'll be interesting. I think I'll have even a little bit more evaluation after this next preseason. Oh. All right. Well, folks, that's it for us tonight. I want to ask you to go over to Apple Music, subscribe, Ramstock Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Rams Talk. Sorry, at Talk Rams. Follow me at DC Paul and Mike at One Dude Twenty Three. Until next time, we're out of here. Have a great one. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.